always thought-provoking and informative. Forget the spin and media bias from the left and right. We know you are sick and tired of being told what to think, how to act, and what you can and can't do. Direct from the Ustream It Broadcast Network, it's time for another edition of the last Christian newscast and radio show with your hosts, J.D. Williams and T.L. Farley. Real news and biblical common sense analysis starts in three, two, one. Well, hello, everybody, and welcome again to another edition of the Last Christian Newscast and Radio Show. My name is J.D. Williams, here located here in East Texas, and my good friend, my co-host, my brother in Christ, Mr. T.L. Terry Farley, is there in liberal uh, Dallas, which is probably having a fit because of the United States Supreme Court decisions uh, all week long. I'm sure that Dallas has objections to just about every single one of them. Uh, but anyway, welcome to the show, Terry. What do you got to say? Uh well, I ain't got nothing to say, uh, but I think you're probably right. I just don't pay attention to those people. <laughs> so uh, if you if you need to know, you're going to have to come over here and listen to them yourself. I won't yeah. listen to them. So yeah. anyway. Well, you know, one one <laughs> thing I, I do have is access to uh, TV from the DFW area because we're, we're located right in the middle but between uh, Dallas and, between, and East Texas uh, TV. So yeah. I get both. Mm-hmm. I get both, and mm-hmm. you'll be surprised. There's a huge difference between what we get here in East Texas and what you, unfortunately, have to endure in the Dallas area. I didn't, I'll just leave it at that. Mm-hmm. Okay, uh, speaking, uh... <laughs> of, yeah, speaking of, we're going to get right into it, okay, because uh, the Supreme Court does dominate quite a bit of it. Uh, now, we ran this report, or I, I made this report in the last show about the affirmative action thing, but there mm-hmm. was no other reporting on it. At that point, when I uh, was was reporting it, there has been now, and I think it's important that we listen to that. So we'll we'll begin there. The Supreme Court on Thursday struck down affirmative action in college admissions, declaring race cannot be a factor in forcing institutions of higher education to look for new ways to achieve diverse student bodies. The court's conservative majority overturned admissions plans at Harvard and the University of North Carolina, the nation's oldest private and public colleges, respectively. Chief Justice John Roberts said that for too long universities have concluded, wrongly, that the touchstone of an individual's identity is not challenges bested, skills built, or lessons learned, but the color of their skin. Our constitutional history does not tolerate that choice. Davis Richards reporting. And I agree with that 100%. You you shouldn't. uh, You know, it it doesn't matter if you're trying to get a job or if you're Mm -hmm going to school or what you know the your eligibility mm-hmm. should not be determined by the color mm-hmm. of your skin mm-hmm. i mean mm-hmm. um i i think i think i am being factual in this and when i say that one of the notable probably most notable civil rights leaders in our time reverend martin luther king jr one of his mm-hmm. biggest speeches was to take race out of the equation, that he wanted to look forward to the day when mm-hmm. black children and white children and brown children could all be together based on the mm-hmm. content of their character mm-hmm. and not the color of their skin. And yet today, mm-hmm. leadership in many minority communities they want they want us to pay reparations to them mm-hmm. for something that happened to somebody they didn't even know and mm-hmm. was maybe 200 years ago 
Okay, now this may come across as mean and cruel, but if you haven't figured mm-hmm. out what to do after 200 years, if you haven't bettered yourself after 200 years, the government's not responsible for that. Terry Farley's not responsible mm-hmm. for that. J.D. Williams is not mm-hmm. responsible for that. Mm-hmm. Every white person in the United States and the world is not responsible for that. You are. Mm-hmm. Okay, now mm-hmm. that may come across as mean, but, um, yeah. you know, uh, that's I'd my like position. To, Go quick, ahead. Quick. Yeah. Uh, first of all, um, we have to remember that there are many shades of colors. There's red, there's yellow. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's all different shades of color of people across the world. And so we want to emphasize because in America, there has been such a racial battle uh, trying to divide uh, white people from black people, mm-hmm. that whenever that issue comes up of race, it's invariably white and black and i'm thinking um because i've known plenty i knew i've known several indian chiefs i mean talking real life american red-blooded american chiefs and uh wonderful guys great guys uh i've known uh, lots of chinese people i've known a lot of people from the eastern part of the world uh you know different uh, japanese and 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 whatever they might you know and i haven't met them and remembered them and been friends with them because of where they were from or what color their skin. We became friends because we agreed on things. Yeah. And we became well, friends. Uh, so that's what friends do. So one, I, one I wanted point, to throw that in. One point I want yeah. to make is this isn't just in the United States. I'm seeing reports from oh, all over no. the all right. over the world. Okay. And this yeah, is just yeah. another tool that Satan is mm-hmm. using to divide mm-hmm. the world. Okay. That's all this mm-hmm. is. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So anyway, uh, and you know, for people out there, say, oh well, you know, you're just a white guy. Well, let me tell you who what this white guy has. Mm-hmm. This white guy has mm-hmm. biracial grandchildren. Okay, mm-hmm. I got biracial grandchildren. Yeah. And I'm proud of it. Mm-hmm. I love them to death. Mm-hmm. Okay, I've got mm-hmm. my I've got friends that are that are black, white, Hispanic, uh, Chinese, mm-hmm. Japanese. Mm-hmm. I have you know mm-hmm. so you know. Um, this is not about race, and it should never be about the mm-hmm. color of your skin, mm-hmm. but again, about the content of your character, exactly the mm-hmm. way that uh, Reverend Martin Luther King Jr. said. And, you know, you should, you should be able to earn what you get. So, mm-hmm. uh, you know, if you do the work in school and your grades are better than somebody else that's a different color from you, then I'm sorry, you should get mm-hmm. the job. Okay, yeah, I mean, that's, that's just right. the way it is. Okay, that, enough on that subject. I know it's a touchy one. Moving right along here, um, I do want to uh, play this one also. And this is, again, United States Supreme Court, because it was really active this week. So let's, let's just listen mm-hmm. to this one. The U.S. Supreme Court struck down President Joe Biden's student loan plan, a major setback mm-hmm. in his bid to forgive billions of dollars in debt for tens of millions of borrowers. There was another landmark ruling relating to free speech and LGBTQ rights. The country's highest court, which President Biden branded as not normal, also ruled to upend decades of positive discrimination policies in college applications that were designed to promote diversity. Okay, they might have been designed to, you know, something to do with diversity. Okay, but it's still wrong. You know, it's still mm-hmm. wrong. I don't care how you look at it. It's still mm-hmm. wrong. Okay. Mm-hmm. And as far as the student mm-hmm. loan forgiveness, I'm sorry. You took on the debt, pay it. 
Okay, look, I've got yeah. credit cards. I got credit cards, and I have to pay that debt, and I know that when I make a purchase. Mm-hmm. Well, these mm-hmm. people that took out these student loans, they knew they had to pay it back before they took out the loan. Now, if you want to forgive yeah. that, okay, you want to forgive that and make me and Terry and every other taxpayer in America pay your bill? Well, let me tell you what you're really doing. What you're really doing is all these college loans that have been so easy to get, they're not going to be easy for your kids to get them anymore. They're going to be. They're going to mm-hmm. have to make sure these people are going to go really deep. They're going to say, well, okay, well, you know, you're too much of a risk. We're not going to give you a student loan. How is that helpful mm-hmm. to that generation to come? What you need to do is mm-hmm. you need to buckle down. You need to grow up. You need to put your big boy pants on. You need to understand that you took out the loan and you pay it. And I'm sorry, President Biden. I know this is a political ploy. I know you're doing everything you can to get reelected. I know that you think that free means free, but free means that taxpayers pay what you tell them is free. And it's wrong. Yeah. It's just 100% yeah. wrong. And Mr. Biden, this guy ain't voting for you. He didn't vote for you last time, and he ain't voting for you next time. Okay, let me tell you, and let me tell you this: I'm not going to vote for Donald Trump. I'm telling you now, Terry, I'm not Mm -hmm. going to vote for Donald Trump. I'm going to Mm -hmm. vote for Robert F. Kennedy Jr. That's who I'm going to vote for. Right now, is that right? Are you are you officially coming out? Is this uh, that that could change? That could change. That could change. But I'm just saying, I'm tired of I'm tired of Donald Trump and his mouth and his tweets. Mm And Mm -hmm. uh, all that does is is divide the country. It's already 48-48, okay? It's Mm -hmm. already there. Mm -hmm. I'm tired of that. And I'm not going to vote for an incompetent guy who doesn't Mm -hmm. know the difference between left, right, up, and down. Nothing, you know, has no clue about anything that's really going on. Mm -hmm. It's propped up by the Mm -hmm. media, propped up by by Mm -hmm. handlers, but really Mm -hmm. is not capable of of having the... So I'm not going to vote for him either. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. I've looked Mm -hmm. at Robert F. Kennedy Jr.'s platform, yeah, and it's yeah. pretty dadgum good, you know. So yeah. anyway, yeah. Uh, like I said, that's my call right now, and that can change yeah. because you know this is well, uh, this, this is July the first, you know, and I got till yeah. November the whatever yeah. you know of uh, twenty four. Yeah. So it could change. Yeah. Two comments. Uh, number one, uh, if people are looking around and shopping and seeing who looks good. Look at this young man by the name of Vivek Ramaswamy. This kid is sharp. And I say he's a kid. He's 37 years old, maybe 38, somewhere going to be shortly, whatever. Uh, But anyway, the guy is brilliant. He's got an excellent game plan. Uh, He's incredibly exciting in terms of his ability to express the things he's going to do if he's elected. So I I want you to. I've never heard of this guy before. What? Okay, good. Vivek, V-I-V-E-K is his first name, his Uh last name, and I cannot spell it, but I'm going to say it, and you'll recognize it by Vivek, Vivek Ramaswamy, okay? And he's an American citizen. He, he was yeah. American born. I mean, he's, he's, he's eligible. His, his parents are obviously from India. But mm-hmm. anyway, uh, this, this young man is as sharp as a sharp tack. He's really good. And and I'm not running for him. I'm not pushing him. All I'm saying is I have been listening to him, and the kid is as sharp as he can be, and he means business. When you listen to him, you're going to hear things about running the government that you haven't heard anyone say, and that includes Trump. Now, let me go back. My second point, Trump 
has been given such bad press that all people have to say is, well, it's the way he talks and the way he this and the other. I -hmm. guarantee you that that there's going to come a day of reckoning when what Trump says and does is going to get its own allowance because uh, I have listened to him closely over the last many years. Um, I was one of the first people to send him a letter and tell him he needed to quit swearing so much. Mm -hmm. And he did. And he got elected. <laughs> but anyway, well, and I'm not taking you know, all the he's credit. He's just so divisive. He's just well, so no, divisive. No, no, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I hear this stuff. Do you look at the crowds he's gathering. What, no, no. That's not divisive. That's gathering. No, okay? that's supporters. So, but this is a popular, that, yeah, but that this is a popular line that is being, I, I don't mind judging a man fairly, but I do not think that's a fair judgment on Trump. And I want to stand for him and say that. I'm I not know. saying I'm going to vote for him. I'm not saying anything else. All I'm saying is this guy has been bushwhacked and continues to be bushwhacked by the government because the one world government, which is running the United States of America right now, that's my personal opinion. Thank you. Personal opinion <laughs> that they are running. Okay. Uh, I don't okay, want to I got to shut you down. I got to anyway, shut you down because you're going to okay. go into your, 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 you're standing on a soapbox and you're starting to talk and all you're going to do is get us in trouble and waste a lot of our time. Okay, I understand your point. Trust me, I understand your point. Uh, But anyway, we got to move on. Uh, Which means, Harry, that you're up. Okay, it is now. It is now time for you, and I'm going to go to you right away. Um, And uh, while you're getting ready, I'll just tell people that we are in support of uh, the Kirkwood homeschool program and we hope that you'll go to www.lastchristian.net you can get get more information on that program for your kids this is a way where you know what your kids are being taught and instead of the school uh, providing them with a curriculum that you probably will not be happy with you will know exactly what's going on only takes you a few minutes to set it up and it only costs a dollar a day. Can't beat it. Go to www.lastchristian.net for more information on that. And Terry, with that, sir, you are now up for Two Minutes with Terry starts right now. Uh, folks, homeschooling does work. The Last Christian Charge Engaging the Sword, anticipating Jesus' shout today, prepared for battle. Be swift to hear, slow to speak, slow to wrath. His compassions fail not new every morning. We are now living in the information age, which has been defined as beginning somewhere within the mid to late 20th century, when knowledge began to proliferate exponentially, becoming the coin of the realm, as industry had been with the inception of the Industrial Revolution. A fascinating demonstration of the depth of details available for those desiring to dig has been exemplified in the documentary Crucifixion Quake, ostensibly proving that there was an earthquake immediately following Jesus' death on the cross, as reported by Matthew's Chronicle. Matthew chapter 27, beginning with verse 50 and following, inspiring this geological quest for truth. Jesus, when he had cried again with a loud voice, yielded up the ghost, and behold, the veil of the temple was rent in twain from the top to the bottom, and the earth did quake and the rocks rent. 
Now, when the centurion and they that were with him watching Jesus saw the earthquake and those things that were done, they feared greatly, saying, truly, this was the Son of God. Lines of naysayers accosting claims of believers arguing the proof of this discovery continue to populate the Ethernet. Was there an earthquake following the crucifixion, since only Matthew's account includes it? This question then begging greater questions, such as the accuracy of the Bible itself, shadowed by the even more important demand, does God exist? The geologist was spurred to this scientific trek because he had been spared when two of his friends, uh, with 142 others, were all killed in a plane crash on which he was supposed to be a passenger. Okay, Terry, I'm going to have to break in on you at this point, and we'll pick it back up in the second half of the show. Uh, Now, uh, I do have have a little breaking news right now came across uh, as, as we're going on here. Uh, this is coming out. This is by uh, Reuters, by the way, mm-hmm. and it is today. It's a very mm-hmm. short report, but it's something that you're not okay. going to hear anywhere else, I don't believe. I don't think the United States will even okay. report this at all. And that is, okay. this is coming from the Kremlin, that the uh, Palestinian president has now thrown his support behind Vladimir Putin. This is the uh Palestinian President Mahmoud Abbas has expressed his full support for the Russian leadership after last week's aborted Wagner Group mutiny. Uh, He did this in a phone call with uh, the Russian president. And again, that was just released today. The significance, of course, is that uh, (laughs) whenever you look at Israel... Uh, you have to understand that Russia is going to come up against Israel in Ezekiel chapter 38, which we're going to get back into today. And, you know, when these guys become allies of Putin, become friends of Putin, then he is more likely to support them if they get into trouble. And so Mm -hmm. the Palestinian move here, in my opinion— uh, based on this very short report, is that they're really trying to build up their relationship with the Russian president. Uh, do you have any comment on that one, Terry? I know it's fresh no, right I off th- the presses. Yeah, yeah. Let's let's use that when we're doing thirty-eight. So let's go forward. Okay. Uh, also, another report coming out of Israel. Uh, now this is Hezbollah. And, of course, that's a terrorist organization. I think that's recognized all over the world. I don't think that's uh, uh, up for debate at all. Uh, this is per the Jerusalem Post. Mohammed uh, Rod, the head of the Loyalty to the Resistance Bloc, which is Hezbollah's political wing, announced today that Hezbollah would not be removing two tents that it placed on the Israeli side of the blue line according to Lebanese media. Now, these tents were placed on the uh, Israeli side there, and then they infiltrated into Israeli, uh, into the IDF, and they actually carried out a couple of terrorist attacks. Now, I'm not talking about major stuff, but, you know, uh, there were soldiers killed. And they took out those guys. They took out the, those guys, but they want these tents removed. And Israel asked them to move these tents back across the border, get them out of there. We won't have nothing to do with them. 
And it says, for the past two months, Hezbollah fighters have been manning two tents placed on the Israeli side of the Blue Line, the ceasefire line and border with Lebanon, which was established after the Israeli withdrawal from Lebanon in 2000. The government had preferred that the dispute be handled diplomatically by the U.N., in order to avoid escalation in the northern sector, so it had asked the U.N. to apply pressure on Lebanon and also Hezbollah to remove the tents. According to the request, unless Hezbollah evacuates the two sites, the Israeli army will itself take the initiative to evacuate them by force after two weeks of mediation by European capitals uh, in contact with Hezbollah in Lebanon. Now, here's the quote. Israel has been uh, talking a lot about the two tents on the border for a month, and they consider that they have been placed at an advanced point on the blue line according to their interpretation. Israel requests that these two tents be removed and that Israel prefers that the resistance remove them because if the Israeli enemy wants that, war will occur and Israel does not want it. Now, that's according to that Rod, Reed, or Rod, Muhammad Rod, R-A-A-D. Uh, so, anyway, uh, if if I was him, I would probably take the Israeli hint and get those things out of there, because Israel's serious, mm-hmm. and if they tell you that they're going to mm-hmm. move something if you don't, they're going to move it yeah. if you don't. End of discussion right. on that. That's right. right. And any comment yeah. on that one, Terry? Again, that was pretty much hot no. the presses, too. Absolutely. It's great keeping us up on this stuff. I love it. Okay. Uh, next thing, uh, Terry had mentioned to me that we, we didn't cover in the last show, we didn't cover the, uh, the the riots that were going on in France. Well, Terry, in fairness to you, I went back and I looked at it again, uh, started doing some uh, some digging on it, and I feel like it's at least worth reporting. And the reason for that is because this is lawlessness, which is a part of what happens in the last days. Mm-hmm. So the, the thing mm-hmm. is, is that the, the there was a, a child killed by policemen in France. And it's kind of like over here uh, when, you know, when somebody gets killed, um, if they are a minority, usually, I can't say that exclusively, but usually if it's a minority, then you've got riots. Everybody wants to destroy everything that belongs to somebody else that had absolutely nothing to do with it in the first place. Okay. And that's called lawlessness. And that's exactly what's going on right now. Uh, in France. And listen to this report real quick. More than 600 people were arrested overnight in France in what was the third consecutive night of nationwide protests and violence. Banks were set on fire and shops looted as thousands of people continued to demonstrate after the shooting dead of a teenager by police on Tuesday. 40,000 police have been deployed across France's biggest cities to try to contain the disorder. Ross Cullen reports. More than 200 police officers were injured responding to the rioting with arson attacks on schools, city halls and banks while supermarkets were ransacked. The government is holding a crisis cabinet meeting on Friday as it tries to get a handle on the violence ahead of the funeral on Saturday of Nael, the 17-year-old boy who was shot dead by police during a traffic stop on Tuesday. Ross Cullen, Paris. And I never have understood, nobody's ever been able to explain this to me, to my satisfaction of how it is makes any sense whatsoever. You've got a you got a dispute with a police officer or with a police agency or whatever. So I'm gonna go down I'm gonna go down here and I've gone to this grocery store for fifteen years, but because that cop did something to them, I'm going to destroy that grocery store where I buy my food. And, and, you know, you explain the logic behind this. I don't think you can. You know, it's just plain 
lawlessness. Terry, go ahead, comment. Oh uh, yeah, my my understanding of the of the thing was that they stopped him because of some traffic violation and discovered he was drug running, and so they began to go through the process of arresting him, and he raced off, and so they were trying to stop him, and this is evidently other it's been happen happening before, and they, I, there are a lot of details, but anyway, the point being that's what started the thing, but yeah. the young man was in the was wrong in what he was doing, and I don't think the policeman was intending to kill the kid, but he was firing trying to get him to stop, yeah. and that's where it started. Yeah, and, and again, I just don't understand how you equate it. You know, uh, okay. no, there's no equation yeah, there. Yeah, there's no, that, you're absolutely right. Yeah, I just don't. I, I don't get it. I never will. Um, you know, that's yeah. that's just me. Uh, the the one one thing that I can, I can say with pretty much certainty is that if you're stopped by a police officer, I don't care what color you are. If you're stopped by a police officer and you follow their instructions, um, it's going to be rare. I'm not saying it's impossible. Uh, you know, I'm not saying that there might not, <clears throat> excuse me, there might not be a racist cop out there somewhere, but I'm going to mm-hmm. say 99 point infinity of them are good people. And yeah. uh, that 99 point infinity percent of the time, if you simply follow their directions, you're not going to get killed. You might get a ticket or yeah. if they've been warned out for mm-hmm. your arrest, you're going to be arrested and taken into mm-hmm. custody. And then you mm-hmm. can defend yourself in court against whatever charges there are. But you're not going to get mm-hmm. killed if you just follow their instructions. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's that, yeah, that, that's all that's I got right. to say on that. All yeah, I got to right. say on that. Uh, got. Um, let me see here if I have time for this one. I've got uh, one, yeah, one more report here real, real quick. We'll go, go with this one. Again, sort of lawlessness in a way. But listen to this. Foreign businesses and investors are wary of tougher Chinese laws on national security and espionage that came into effect at midnight in Beijing on Friday. They worry that some activities, such as doing market or investment research, which can already be difficult, could become even more risky. Andrew Wood reports from Hong Kong. China has already detained dozens of business people and other foreigners and held some of them for years for murky or unclear reasons. And this week, one of China's biggest social media networks banned three Chinese bloggers for writing negatively about the economy. These new laws extend the authorities' powers but do not clearly define what national security interests actually are, so businesses have to second-guess. The timing is bad. Foreign investment in China surged for decades, but in the last year or so, it's turned negative. In other words, investors are cashing in and moving their money out of China and looking for fresh opportunities in India or Southeast Asia. China's economy is still growing, but expansion is much slower and weaker than expected when zero Covid restrictions ended late last year. Andrew Wood, Hong Kong. Okay, again, now, this is, in a way it's lawlessness, but also in another way it just shows you the new world order. You know, or the mm-hmm. the one world government that we know is coming. Now, in the second half of this show, we're going to dedicate most of the show to Ezekiel chapter 38. Only got two news stories to cover very, very quickly. And then we're going to get into Ezekiel 38. And I hope you guys will hang out for that uh, and share this also. If you've got a Facebook page, put this on your Facebook page today. Okay? Because you're gonna mm-hmm. you're going to be giving people an opportunity to hear God's word and to learn about things that the mainstream media will never tell you.
So we hope that you'll share this everywhere you can. We appreciate each and every one of you that listens, no matter on what station or wherever. So we'll be back in just a moment with the second half. Have you ever wondered how life might have turned out if you made different choices? Like, what if you accepted that first job? There's a term to describe results of sensitive dependence on initial conditions. It's called the butterfly effect. Small changes in initial conditions could have a massive impact on the future conditions of a changing system. Pharaoh planned to kill newborn Hebrew boys in Egypt to curb their population growth. When Moses was born, he was spared certain death, and he went on to become a great leader of Israel. The butterfly effect? I think not. You see, God knows all there is to know about space and time. He knows your present, your past, and your future. God's plan for you is not an effect. It is an explicitly designed purpose just for you. He works out everything according to his purpose and the counsel of his will. God tracking is believing God when he says, I know the plans I have for you. I'm Dudley Anderson, more at surereality.net. Just a really quick reminder that the last Christian newscast and radio show is proud to partner with a great educational program for youth based on solid Christian principles and values. Now, as a parent concerned about what your children are exposed to and learning in public schools, you will appreciate the opportunity to learn about Kirkwood's Christian online learning program that will keep your kids engaged and learning all without worrying about the type of curriculum being presented to them. It only takes a few minutes to set up the program, and your kids can begin working independently on any device, including desktop computers, laptops, tablets, iPads, even smartphones. Now, you can learn more about this program on the Last Christian website at www.lastchristian.net. That's www.lastchristian.net for all of the free information on Kirkwood's homeschool learning program for kids. And hey, get this, the whole program, well, it only costs you about a dollar a day. It doesn't get better than that. Visit us at www.lastchristian.net. That's www.lastchristian.net and receive your information all about Kirkwood's homeschooling learning program for kids. It's the New Music Update, highlighting what's new in Christian music each week. Presented by NewReleaseToday.com. I'm Jeremiah St. James, and this is what's new in Christian music. While he has co-written many of the biggest worship songs with Phil Wickham, Hillsong, Brandon Lake, and more, Chris Davenport brings us his solo debut album, Plead the Blood. Chris Renzema is here with a brand new single, Faith. Stepping out onto the water, not sure if you'll sink or stand. I think fear's pretty normal when you've only ever walked on. Both the album from Chris Davenport and the Chris Renzema single are out now and streaming everywhere. It's what's happening each week in Christian music. New music update presented by NewReleaseToday.com. What is dedication? My daughter started making necklaces. She makes what we call affirmation fashion. I tell her every day that your black is beautiful. Your black is beautiful. And if there's anything better than being beautiful, it's being smart. If there's anything better than being smart, it's being kind. And reaffirming that every day 
is our method of making sure her chin never drops. My dad wasn't around, and I remember riding a bike and falling off and cutting myself, and me never just wanting to get back on it. People ask, how your children learn how to ride a bike, and you didn't. I didn't teach them. I just created an environment where they taught themselves, and all I had to do was be there. That's dedication. Visit fatherhood.gov to hear more. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council. And welcome back to the second half of the last Christian newscast and radio show. My name is J.D. Williams, located here in beautiful East Texas. Joining me from the Dallas and Fort Worth area, my good friend and my brother in Christ, Mr. T.L. Terry Farley. Uh, Terry... Um, we pretty much got all the news out of the way, which is good. You know, I want to really get into a discussion of the Bible today, and we're going to have almost a whole show to do it. Uh, before we do that, though, um, it is important to go ahead and get the last few out of the way, okay? Um, okay. First of all, I want to play you this. This is uh, really uh, President Putin's first reaction to what happened with the Wagner Group, and uh, I, want to, I think that it's important that people hear that, so we'll listen to this one real quick. Russian President Vladimir Putin addressed the nation after a mutiny by mercenary troops known as the Wagner Group. In what's been described as the most serious challenge to his authority in two decades in power, the Russian president said the masterminds behind the revolt had committed treason. He said those who participated could either join the Russian army or move to Belarus. Yevgeny Prigozhin, Wagner's leader, who embarked on the ambitious march to Moscow, said his rebellion was a protest against the Kremlin's handling of the Ukraine war. Because the march happened so swiftly, there have been allegations of collaboration with Russian generals amid speculation over the prospect of civil war. The failed rebellion by the Wagner Group also raised questions about its future operations in Africa, where it's believed to have some 5,000 mercenaries and significant business activities. Meanwhile, Ukraine has said it's making significant advances in the counteroffensive against Russia. In Washington, U.S. President Joe Biden said the United States had nothing to do with the Wagner Group's alleged mutiny, and he called Russia's President Vladimir Putin a pariah around the world. Nick Harper reports from Washington. President Joe Biden's latest comments come as the U.S. administration has said the cracks in Putin's authority are now showing, with his strongman image questioned by the events of Saturday's mutiny led by the head of the Wagner Group, Yevgeny Prigozhin. Biden spoke to reporters before getting on a helicopter Wednesday morning. To what extent has Vladimir Putin been weakened by recent events? It's hard to tell, but he's clearly losing the war in Iraq. He's losing the war at home. And he is... Uh, Become a bit of a fly around the world. Biden has previously said the U.S. had nothing to do with the mutiny, calling it part of a struggle within the Russian system. I'm Nick Harper in Washington. Okay, well, uh, I don't know if they're losing a war in Iraq or not. As far as I knew, they weren't there. But uh, <laughs> anyway, uh, whatever is, uh, I, I can tell you this. Um, you know, President Joe Biden is not. He he's not he's not up to the he's not up to the task at all. I mean that's becoming oh, clear, even to a lot of his Democratic supporters. That that's becoming more and more clear every single day. I can tell you this that um, 
the Wagner Group has relocated for the most part into Belarus. There are still uh, still soldiers. That, you know, as long as they swear their allegiance back to Russia again, they're they're good. Uh, there's also been a couple of uh, Russian generals underneath Putin that have not been seen in a week now. Um, now the mm-hmm. Russians are not answering any questions about this, and I'm not going to report anything until I'm until I know what's going on. But th- uh, mm-hmm. these are powerful people who are routinely on Russian TV and Russian media uh, that uh, are suspected of having uh, collaborated with uh, the Wagner Group, and all of a sudden, we don't see them anywhere. So draw from that what you want to for now, and as I get more information about it, I'll let you know. Uh, Also, I didn't realize until reading the reports, you know how we have what— uh, the the little briefcase that is carried around behind Biden, uh, for the life of me, I can't remember what the they football. call it. The the, the football, football, yeah. Football. I did not realize that Russia had three of them. I did not realize that. Putin's got one, and generals have one. And um, now they're supposed to all go through Putin, but, you know, hey, you got it. Yeah. You know, whatever. And there, there are, yeah, there are some um, there are some that are speculating that one of those uh, may actually be in the hands of the Wagner group. So, uh, again, these are initial reports un you know, unverified. I'm just telling you what I'm hearing, but I'm not reporting it as a fact yet. I will keep up with it and I will let you know where we go from there. Uh, also, uh, let me see here. Our president, Joe Biden, has set his conditions for meeting with Benjamin Netanyahu. This according to the Israeli National News. U.S. President Joe Biden intends to invite Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu for a visit to Washington by the end of the year, but his conditions for the visit have not changed. Remember, one of those conditions is to uh, break uh, Jerusalem in half and establish a second a second state, a Palestinian state. And so uh, I don't know if Benjamin Netanyahu will ever show up or not. I mean, I'm sure if he was invited, he'd go. But if that's a condition that Biden stands to stick by, then that condition is not going to be met. So, you know, we'll, yeah. we'll just have to yeah. see what it yeah. says. Anyway, Net- Netanyahu uh, said uh, that the alliance between Israel and the United States is unbreakable and always overcomes the occasional disagreements between us. He also stressed that Israel is a sovereign country which makes its own decisions by the will of its people and not based on pressures from abroad, including from the best of friends. So you want to make a comment on that one real quick, Terry? Yeah, I'm with, I'm with, uh, President, uh, with uh, Netanyahu uh, completely. Right. Um, and that was a, that was a deal-breaker that was inserted into the invitation uh and i i can't believe biden was up to the task he's not up to the challenge as uh sean connery would say and so you know whoever put that together uh, put it together that way so that it would be a a, a deal breaker right i agree okay uh new segment uh that we're going to be doing on um the last show of each week and uh this is what is what we're looking forward to to next week according to the world's media let's listen to this and a quick look forward to next week 
NATO's Secretary General is to host Turkish, Swedish and Finnish representatives in Brussels. The talks will perhaps answer Sweden's question of whether its bid to join NATO will gain traction. And the International Centre for the Prosecution of the Crime of Aggression opens in The Hague. Based at Eurojust, the Organisation of European Prosecutors, it'll collect evidence for a possible case against individuals responsible for the invasion of Ukraine. Also next week, the UN agency Developing Standards for Artificial Intelligence will hold two-day talks on how the technology can be yoked to humanitarian and sustainable development goals. Dozens of robots will attend, including nine humanoids, including one that will answer questions at a press conference. That's kind of scary, isn't it? You know, they're, they're, they're holding a media, uh, a, a big event that is going to be attended by robots and humanoids, including one of which is going to answer the press's questions. I mean, think about that for a minute. This is insane. This is like uh, uh, Star Wars type stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, if it, if it had been a movie plot uh, in Hollywood, uh, you know. <laughs> they would have turned it down as idiotic. At any, yeah. at any reputable, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and this no, is real been life. Some people out there that would have made the movie, but. <laughs> yeah, and this is real life. It's really going to happen. So we'll, we'll keep yeah. our eyes on yeah. that, you know, for, for sure. Okay, Terry, once again, it is time uh, for you once again. And uh, this time I'm going to let you get, get everything together. And just a really quick reminder that the last Christian newscast and radio show is proud to partner with a great educational program for youth based on solid Christian principles and values. Now, as a parent concerned about what your children are exposed to and learning in public schools, you will appreciate the opportunity to learn about Kirkwood's Christian online learning program that will keep your kids engaged and learning, all without worrying about the type of curriculum being presented to them. It only takes a few minutes to set up the program, and your kids can begin working independently on any device, including desktop computers, laptops, tablets, iPads, even smartphones. Now, you can learn more about this program on the Last Christian website at www.lastchristian.net. That's www.lastchristian.net for all of the free information on Kirkwood's homeschool learning program for kids. And hey, get this, the whole program, well, it only costs you about a dollar a day. It doesn't get better than that. Visit us at www.lastchristian.net. That's www.lastchristian.net and receive your information all about Kirkwood's homeschooling learning program for kids. And with that, sir, you are now up for your two minutes starting right now. The geologist was spurred to this scientific trek because he had been spared when two of his friends with 142 others were all killed in a plane crash in, on which he was supposed to be a passenger. An experience uh, like that would cause anyone to begin examining the purpose of their own life and why one is taken, or 144 in this case, and one is left behind. The geologist, having survived certain death, uh, devotes himself to confirming that the earthquake truly happened, as Matthew reported. 
Scripture provides the quick answer in 2 Timothy 3.15 and 16, and that from a child thou hast known the holy scriptures, which are able to make thee wise unto salvation through faith which is in Christ Jesus. All scripture is given by inspiration. It is God-breathed by God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness. Notice the first importance is given to knowing you are saved. How do you know this? From the Holy Scriptures, this is immediately confirmed by the declaration following, which states all Scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness. Yes, the Bible reveals God's teachings. Reasons given are that we may be reproved, corrected, when we make the wrong choice, choose the wrong action, allow the wrong habits to develop. More comforting, God instructs us in the right way to go. For short, Jesus declared of himself, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes to the Father but by me. Read the Bible. Heed the Bible. Hide his word in your heart that you might not sin against him. His mercy is new every morning. This is the day the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. And don't forget to watch. Maranatha, Lord Jesus, come quickly. Amen, Terry. Amen. All right. I said we were going to get into Ezekiel, and we are. Um, now, we went through Ezekiel uh, chapter 38, verses 1 through 9 in our last uh, show. And so I want to take this up. Uh, we're, we're going to start. I don't know. Should, should we go back and, and revisit maybe the last part there and, and then move forward? That's probably a good idea. I answered my own question real quick. Um, okay, Ezekiel chapter 38, verses 7 through 9, Terry. Prepare yourself and be ready, you and all your companies that are gathered about you, and be a guard for them. <clears throat> After many days, you will be visited. In the latter years, you will come into the land of those brought back from the sword and gathered from many people on the mountains of Israel, which had long been desolate. They were brought out of the nations, and now all of them dwell safely. You will ascend, coming like a storm, covering the land like a cloud, you and all your troops and many peoples with you. Okay, now uh, to me, this is uh, definitely... A, uh, a clue, or not a clue, it's actually a factual uh, prophecy that has been fulfilled when you look at verses 7 through 9, because it says that uh, after many days you'll be visited in the latter years, you will come into the land of those brought back. Okay, well, brought back, that means that you had to be gone in the first place, right? And uh, yeah. Israel was scattered among the nations by God, mm -hmm. and he promised mm -hmm. them. And uh, uh, we went through Ezekiel 37 in uh, just a few mm -hmm. shows ago, and uh, he said he'd bring them back into the land. Mm -hmm. Well, he brought them back mm -hmm. into the land exactly like mm -hmm. he said he would. Mm -hmm. uh, Terry, you, mm -hmm. uh, you may have some additional comments on this particular scripture. I'm going to put it back up on screen for you, for your, for your help mm -hmm. there. Go ahead. Yeah, and it says brought back from the sword, okay, right. and gathered from many people on the mountains of Israel. Okay, brought back from the sword, I believe, could be a direct reference to the Holocaust. Um, Possibly, because yeah. that is when, 
that's when it, you know, and, and I, you know, that's something that certainly is intriguing. Um, and, it, you know, long desolate and so forth and brought out of the nations. Um, and it says going back, verse 9, going back to verse 7, to the you. Okay, so who is this it's talking about? And we can find that out in other verses. But it says, you will ascend, coming like a storm, covering the land like a cloud, covering Israel. The right. land is always referred to as Israel. You and all your troops and many peoples with you. So right. there it is. Well, This uh, is I, the prophecy. It's going to happen. Right. I found it very interesting what you said about coming back from the sword as relating to the Holocaust. That's I hadn't even, yes. uh, really thought about that mm -hmm. before, but that is a very mm -hmm. good catch on that one as far as I'm concerned. Mm -hmm. uh, mm -hmm. Looking now into yeah. Ezekiel uh, 38, verses 10, 10 through 13. Terry, if you can see that one. Mm -hmm. Thus says the Lord God on that day, it shall come to pass that thoughts will arise in your mind and you will make an evil plan. You will say, I will go up against a land of unwalled villages. I will go to a peaceful people who dwell safely, all of them dwelling without walls and having neither bars nor gates to take plunder and to take booty to stretch out your hand against the waste places that are again inhabited and against the people gathered from the nations who have acquired livestock and goods who dwell in the midst of the land, Sheba, Dedan, the merchants of Tarshish, and all their young lions will say to you, have you come to take plunder? Have you gathered your army to take booty, to carry away silver and gold, to take away livestock and goods, to take great plunder? Okay, now, I was doing a little research on this one as far as okay. those um, names that we, we saw mm -hmm. uh, uh, brought up there, Sheba, Dedan, mm -hmm. the merchants mm -hmm. of uh, Tarshish. Mm -hmm. Okay, now, mm -hmm. there is nothing definitive uh, that I have found. Now, I'm maybe you have. You've got a lot more study than I have, uh, mm -hmm. but I, and I only, and, and just, you know, to be fully transparent here, my mm -hmm. research was less than an hour. So, you know, I didn't mm -hmm. go in, in, in depth, in mm -hmm. depth on this stuff. But um, mm -hmm. from what I was able to glean from a little bit that I did is that they were speaking mm -hmm. primarily of Saudi Arabia and mm -hmm. possibly uh, Tarshish, possibly a reference to Great Britain. Um, mm -hmm. And they're looking at uh, this as, as those countries that will protest what is coming, mm -hmm. but will not mm -hmm. actually take part in the invasion of the Gog and Magog war that this is all about, that, that Ezekiel 38 is all about. There are even mm -hmm. some uh, who reference like the lion or uh, as the mm -hmm. uh, uh it's something that is depicted a lot in England, and that's mm -hmm. an, it's kind of mm -hmm. another hint, another hint that it could mm -hmm. be it could involve them. Mm -hmm. And they were talking mm -hmm. about the young lions, and so mm -hmm. some people, and I do not necessarily agree with this, okay, but there mm -hmm. are some people that say that 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 could be a loose reference to the United States. I personally mm -hmm. do not believe that. I think if mm -hmm. the United States was going to play any big role in it, that the Bible would have been much more mm -hmm. clear on that. But can I say that mm -hmm. as a fact? No. Can they say that their mm -hmm. interpretation of it is a fact? 
know. So, yeah. mm-hmm. uh, so bottom line, we don't know. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, but mm-hmm. anyway, um, this does reference the fact, and I guess I should put this back up on screen. And Terry, I'm going to let you mm-hmm. speak to it because, as, again, mm-hmm. you got a lot more. Uh, you know, you've done a lot more research into it than mm-hmm. I have. I'm sure. If you want mm-hmm. to comment. Uh, or give a commentary, mm-hmm. I should say, uh, verses 10 mm-hmm. through uh, 13, however, mm-hmm. whatever you'd like to cover. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. Sure. Uh, well, first of all, let me um, be transparent as I can. I have not truthfully studied these passages in depth uh, simply because uh, I have determined in my own understanding, and this is just my view, uh, that this is going to happen in all likelihood Uh, following the rapture. However, let me throw in a caveat on that. Although I'm thinking it's going to happen after, I will readily admit and agree with those who say it very easily could happen before the rapture. Okay, this isn't this isn't a something that is solid or set. Uh, There are lots of different positions. Um, The fact is that we hang with is it's going to happen. and I, if you could bring it back up, I was going to. Oh, sure. Sorry. Be, Sorry. Sure. I don't know where we're yeah, at. No, no, that's okay. Yeah, go ahead. I, I'd rather see the word of God than Terry. Uh, anyway, on that day it shall come to pass. Uh, thoughts will arise in your mind. You will make an evil plan. It's interesting. It says, I'm going to put a hooks in your jaw. And here comes this thought. Um, so, so is that what it's referring to? Is it referring to the hooks? Is it referring to a, a new thought, a new thing? Um, it's, it's very difficult to know. But again, it's th- the key here is the peaceful people dwelling without walls. This, we've got to watch for Israel coming into a period, and this agrees with second, I'm sorry, first Thessalonians chapter five, where it talks about a time of peace. Um, and they dwell safely, all of them dwelling without walls and so forth. Uh, and so that, it, because it indicates, even in, in Matthew 24, again, it talks about uh, Jesus talking about a time of season of spring, of things beginning to blossom, everything looks peaceful and nice, uh, and then sudden destruction. Uh, so this is what this looks like uh, as far as the political aspects of uh, England and, and so forth, objecting the young lions. I've also heard the, the tie-in to America. Uh, that could be true. I'm not standing with it. I'm right. just saying I understand the interpretation, and it certainly is on the table. Um, those go forth. But this is giving us insights into, and this is where you get these things, putting them together with the passages leading up to, and then going after, and you go deeper and deeper and deeper. Anyway, all right, well done. Okay. Uh, I am just following Ezekiel 38, and I was listening listening to what you were saying there, you know, could this be, uh, uh, well, okay, well, Ezekiel 38 actually begins by saying he puts the hooks in the jaws. That's That was, yeah. that, that's early on in verses one, 1 through 6, falls in there somewhere, in verses yeah. 1, 1 yeah. through 6. And um, so I think of this as a continuation. Um, mm-hmm. I, I believe that, mm-hmm. you know, the, uh, at, at this point, Ezekiel is just kind of flowing with it. Okay. He's this, this mm-hmm. hooks in a job in set. Now mm-hmm. the, they see the movement. And I feel like this is something that's going to happen 
Again, I'm not mm-hmm. a prophet. This is simply what I'm mm-hmm. thinking. Okay, this is just my mm-hmm. personal view of it. I think that you're mm-hmm. going to see these countries coming together and that mm-hmm. they are going to be moving toward Israel. And then mm-hmm. this ta- th- this portion of Ezekiel 38 happens mm-hmm. where these mm-hmm. people, uh, Sheba, Dedan, the merchants of Tarshish, mm-hmm. uh, they see mm-hmm. it and they say, are you going against Israel? Are you going there to take plunder? Are you, you know, is, is that your intention? So we're going to jump up and down in the UN. Okay. Now you said also that you, you felt like all this happens after the rapture. Okay. Well, and I am not, I, you could be, you could be 100% right. Set that right away. Set that right away. You could be 100% correct. My view is, that what's going to happen here is going to be in conjunction with the rapture. In other words, I now what uh, what kind how uh, the order that this happens that's debatable. The order that this happens, I don't know. I have no idea. The way things are going, the speed of the way things are going, I believe that that means that all of this is going to happen very closely together and by this i mean the rapture of the church the gog and magog war and isaiah 17 1 the destruction of damascus in which the oldest city of the world becomes totally desolate and ceases to be a city now I believe that all of that stuff could happen basically simultaneously. And that mm-hmm. is that's mm-hmm. where I'm coming from because mm-hmm. I believe mm-hmm. that if the rapture hasn't occurred yet that this mm-hmm. would be the perfect time. Again, that's just a, you know, mm-hmm. that that's just my mm-hmm. observation. I've got mm-hmm. nothing to back mm-hmm. that up, okay? Mm-hmm. You're saying mm-hmm. you think that the rapture is going to happen first. Yeah, it very easily could. And then, you know, uh, a fraction of a second later, a day later, a week later, even a month later, all that's considered to be speedy, okay? Uh, you could look at Isaiah 17.1 and the Gog-Magog war uh, coming into fruition. So anyway, that's my my perspective of it, how that matches up with yours or, you know, whatever. I'll let you, I'll let you speak to that. Yeah. Well, uh, and you had said at the beginning uh, of your uh, discussion uh, points that uh, you could see where this would all happen in conjunction almost with each other, that it's going to all happen kind of together. And that absolutely agrees. And this goes back to the point of the rapture happening first. This goes back to that passage that you and I uh, began discussing several months ago in First uh, Thessalonians chapter 5, where it talks about you're going to say peace and safety mm-hmm. and then sudden destruction. And then he goes on immediately in that passage to begin to turn Christians to the understanding of the rapture. This is not going to come. It uh, is a shock to you or anything else. It's, he's not going to come as a thief. Uh, to you, you're looking for him. You're ready. Mm-hmm. So I think we may be seeing the vestiges of the approaching coming together of the prophecies 
that are all, again, as you say, in conjunction, coming together, and that boom, the rapture happens, and as chaos hits the world, you know, the saying that they love, to, the, the, the liberals love to say, uh, and, and I'm, I'm talking about across the world, not just in American politics, but they love to say, you know, I always take advantage of a crisis. Never yeah. let a crisis go Don't to waste. Don't let a good and, crisis go to waste, right? Yeah. Yeah. I think we're on the track here. Yeah. And again, you know, both Terry and I are, are we're on the same team here, and we, we both see the this, this same things happening. Uh, the Bible doesn't tell us what happens first. And so we no. don't know what happens first. The Bible does tell us events that will occur. And Mm -hmm. those events have not happened yet, but everything is in line Mm -hmm. for each of them to occur. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. uh, all I can tell you is keep your eyes open. That's right. And a key element, I want to throw this in real quick. A key element is the Bible nowhere warns us to anticipate the tribulation, to anticipate these other things. And we'll take this up in the next show. We are out of time, Terry. We're out of time. So, uh, And he loves it when I do that because that rapture is going to happen just that fast. Anyway, if we're given another day, we will see you in the next show. And until then, God bless. See you next time. Thanks again for joining us today for The Last Christian Radio Show. And be sure to tune in every Tuesday, Thursday, and Saturday right here and at www.lastchristian.net until the trumpet sounds.